Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. Hey, hey, this is episode 27 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hope you are doing amazing. So if you caught last week's episode, you know that we talked about how to start a speech. And we said, really, the first question you want to ask yourself is not what am I going to say, but how do I want my audience to feel? Because once you know that, then it can inform exactly where you want to go with your content. And we said you want your audience to feel curious, confident, and comfortable. So this week, I want to take it one step further and talk about some ideas and some thought starters as to exactly how to do that. How do I go about making my audience feel curious, confident, and comfortable? So today, I want to dive in to five ways to hook any audience. Are you ready? Y'all ready? I hope so. Here we go. Number one, What is a way to hook an audience? You could do a quote. You can include a quote, something that you have heard someone else say, someone else be quoted as that you feel really speaks to your topic. I would say this. You want to make sure that it's not something that's super overused, super overdone, something that, you know, people say all of the time. You want it to be something that individuals can almost hear with new ears and you want it to be something that can somehow speak to your topic, right? I find that the nice thing about using quotes is you could use something that's very lighthearted and almost humorous, right? So it provides a little bit of levity. So if you're someone that is looking to be more entertaining or perhaps more engaging and you're like, how how can I be, you know, funny or more funny? This could be a way to integrate some of that, right? So if you share a quote that's a little bit humorous, it's kind of a way to lighten the mood and provide that kind of moment for your audience. And then from there, you can go kind of right into, you know, more about what you're going to be talking about and providing kind of that roadmap for what's to come in the rest of your presentation. Um, You know, there's so many people are always saying stuff. Okay, so the world is full of quotes about stuff. It could be you know, as simple as a Google search. We all know it's plenty, plenty out there on Al Gore's internet about any old thing. So it could be as simple as, you know, Googling your topic and putting the word quote after it. It could be just the different information that maybe you are intaking as you're researching for your speech, right? So if you listen to a podcast, right, or you read a book about your subject, it could be as simple as beginning with one of those quotes. It's gonna either get people thinking, kind of get them laughing or chuckling a little bit, but a quote can be a really good way to get folks' attention, draw them in and kind of level set 
as to where the rest of your presentation is going to go. So using a quote, that's a solid, solid idea as a way to hook in your audience. That's number one. Number two, what is another way that I could think about hooking my audience and getting them really excited about what's to come? You could incorporate a question, right? Because questions always beg answers. Questions always get people thinking. That's kind of the purpose of a question. The purpose of a question is for you to think and kind of formulate an answer. Now, let me give you, uh, for instance, has the world seen the best of you yet? So if I'm speaking and I ask you that, you're going to be like, well, wait a minute, has, has the world seen the best of me? I don't, I don't know. Right. So you begin to ponder and ruminate on the subject. And that's exactly what we want. Right. So if I'm going to then take that to lead into this presentation about, you know, how to be your best self, either how to set goals to be that or, you know, um, some kind of way helping individuals get to that point. Now I'm leading them right where I want them to go. And out of the bat, I'm getting them off the bat. I'm getting them to to reflect. Right which is really powerful because we don't just want individuals to hear our words, but we want them to think about how it applies to their life and how they're going to shift and change based on what we're talking about. I would say something else that you want to couple with using a question is you want that good pause, right? You don't want to move so fast that you don't give that little bit of opportunity for me to actually think. So once again, has the world seen the best of you yet? Pause. That's different than has the world seen the best of you yet? In 1976, this da 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 da, right? So I want to incorporate that little bit of pause because I do want you to actually take the moment to kind of engage with what I'm talking about. So that becomes kind of important when we're using questions in terms of the, the pacing and the speed at which we are speaking. Right. So that's another really, really strong way to draw in any audience. Ask that good question. Okay, and make sure it's a good question. Make sure it's something that really gets people thinking and hopefully in a way that they've not thought before. Right. So you could absolutely use a quote. You could absolutely use a question. But I'm going to be honest with you. Neither of those are my favorites. Neither of those are my go-tos, generally speaking. Nothing against them, but that's probably not where I'm going to go, personally. Where I'm going to go is a story. Probably nine times out of ten, I'm going to think about the point that I want to make. I'm going to think about where I want to go. And then I'm going to try to come up with something that I can use to illustrate that that I can use to usher me right into talking about that point now if you've been around for a while you already know that we've talked about stories kind of a lot right episodes I believe 10 11 and 12 we talked all about stories but what I want to do right now is talk about a few specific types of stories that you can think about telling right because everybody's talking about the power of storytelling but where do I start? What kinds of stories can I tell? 
So that's where I want to move into. What types of stories can you tell? That brings us to number three. What is the third way that you can hook any audience? You can tell a story about a mistake. A story about a mistake. You know, people love to hear about your mistakes. They love to hear about times that that you messed up and things didn't go as planned. And I think part of that is because it goes back to making folks feel comfortable. Because we can all relate to things not going exactly as we want it. We can all relate to those times when you missed the mark and either something that you did or an approach that you took. And so it really kind of levels the playing field, right? Um, to where you're not just this talking head who, you know, has all this expertise about something, but it's like, oh, okay, well, okay, maybe we do kind of get each other. Okay, maybe there is some some common ground between you and I. The other nice thing about mistakes is mistakes are the best teachers. Mistakes teach us so many things, right? So if I begin by talking about a scenario in my life where I made a mistake, then that sets the stage for me to begin to go into the body about all body of my talk. I mean, now I can go into all of the different things that I learned from that mistake, right? So it's kind of twofold. It's a great way to draw people in because it's like, and it is almost like that element of drama, you know, like uh, that opposition or that conflict almost, like, okay, you're telling me how things didn't go as planned. Things weren't perfect. You you faced some opposition. You overcame, right? And that's, that's the story that we're all hoping that's going to unfold in each and every one of our lives is that in spite of the these um, setbacks or, you know, things that I'm not doing quite perfectly, you know, there can be a success story for me. And so um, rolling out that, that mistake and, and playing it up not just so the story is not just the mistake that you made it is how you felt it is what you thought and the more that you can dramatize that the better it gets right so maybe you made a mistake and you lost all your scholarships in college and the story is you were going to give up the story is you had your bags packed you know to go back home and then you saw you know, a teacher on your way to the car to drive home and they encouraged you, you know, there, I'm just saying there are different ways to dramatize this mistake that you made, right? And draw people into how you felt, what you thought, um, and then begin from there, perhaps later on as you're speaking to lay out how it all worked out for you and how you worked through that, right? How you were resilient within that. Those are, are general things that, you know, Typically, generally speaking, folks want to hear about how do I overcome, right? Is there still hope for me? Yes. All right. So that's that's technique number three is to tell a story about a mistake. Number four, what is another way that you can hook any audience? It is through telling a story about a movie. Telling a story about a movie. So I'm a big advocate of telling a story about you because I feel like it endears people to you and uh, makes it very obvious that, that you are the person that they can feel comfortable with. You are the person that they can feel confident in. You are the person that they can buy from, they can listen to all that stuff. So that's why I, I kind of lean that way. But ain't nothing wrong with a good story about a movie. 
So again, you're always starting with the point that you want to make. Where where do you want to land? Do you want to land with resilience? Do you want to land? You're talking about leadership. Do you like where do you want to land? Once I know that, so then I begin to ask the question, well, what is a scenario? What is a movie? What is a TV show that I've seen that perfectly illustrates this? Right? And then from there, I can begin to talk about it. Right? So, um you don't want to try to summarize the whole movie in the introduction because no one ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. So you're, you're going to pick probably a little bit of some particular scene about a particular character in a particular setting who faced a particular problem, right? So you want to be very um, tight um, and specific and whatever that snapshot is, it needs to be the perfect fit for the point that you're making, right? And so, again, this is another way to create um, imagery in the mind of your audience. It's another way to draw them in emotionally if you choose a scene where that character is going through and feeling something right and facing some sort of opposition, drama, etc. That's a solid direction to go. Super solid. Or once again, if you're like I'm somebody that's not. I don't consider myself like funny on stage and all that. If you're if you're somebody that's like, yeah, that's me. This is another way to incorporate something that could be a little bit lighthearted. You might pull up and begin to talk about, you know, more of a, a comedy movie, a scene that's a little bit funny. Right. And so then you're using that as a vehicle to still land on that point. Right. So it's another vehicle to draw people in extra points. If you know, it's a movie that most folks in your audience have seen. Right. Because it's going to be that much easier for them to connect with the content. That's not totally necessary, because if you know how to paint that picture right, it doesn't matter. But it's always nice when people talk about things that you can relate to. Um in the in the Bible, right? When Jesus told parables, he, he those are stories and he told them about things that people could understand, things that people had seen before. He talked about um, you know, farming and and things like that. He was using subject matter and imagery that he knew his listeners would immediately understand what he was talking about. So, I'm just saying that to illustrate the fact of when you're creating that imagery and you're choosing, you know, what movie, what scene, what this, what that, think about what folks will immediately be able to understand and immediately be able to identify with. All right. All right. So how do I hook an audience? I can use a quote. I can ask a question. I can talk about a mistake that I made. Let me go back to this for a second. Let me go back to this for a minute. There are so many mistakes that you and I have made that we might be burying because we might be embarrassed. We might be ashamed. We might feel, well, I don't want to talk about that. But I want to challenge you to begin to think about in certain contexts, are there some particular audiences that need to hear what you've been through to help them on their journey, right? So it might not always be appropriate, but I do want you to think about, 
are there some stories in my own personal life that I've not yet told that I need to start telling? I'm just saying. That was number three. Number four is I can always draw an audience in with a good movie reference. Good, good, good. Number five, our last technique for drawing in an audience is you can talk about an accomplishment. You can talk about an accomplishment. A couple of days ago, I met a woman who works at NASA. Now, here's the thing. There are lots of people in this world that will be highly impressed at a a, a woman of color working at NASA. And if she was giving a talk, she could totally begin by talking about all of the accomplishments um, that she has achieved that have allowed her to get to this point where she is working at NASA. So this is a powerful, powerful way to start a speech, especially if you know you're speaking to individuals that want exactly what you have been able to accomplish. So if she is speaking to some engineering students at a university, oh, that's perfect because now she's positioned herself um, in this kind of credible bucket like, oh yeah, well, if she's done that, she can definitely you know, teach me how to do just that. So now the audience is confident, right? Confident that you are the guide, um, a really good guide for me to listen to. So that that's an excellent way to start a speech. You can talk about that feeling of triumph, that feeling of I did it, you know, um, I'm just sitting here visualizing in my mind, you know, walking across the stage and, you know, you got your degree and then, you know, the feeling of your first day on the job. And then maybe it transitions to, that time you got your first promotion, you know, highlighting all of these accomplishments. Then what I what I really like about this approach is that then you have the ability, you can go from there to lead right in to say, you know, I've done all this and that, but it wasn't easy. Let me tell you about my journey to being blah, 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 whatever it is, right? And then, so now you've got this balance of you're somebody that's, super accomplished, but now we're breaking down perhaps some downfalls, some setbacks, some mistakes that you made along the way. And you can unpack those within the body of your talk, right? So now you've got this, this really nice balance of now I'm confident you're a good guy because you got receipts, but I'm also comfortable with with you because you've had a path that's not all on the up and up just like me, right? And you know, leading with that accomplishment, I I can't help but be curious. Well, how did she do that? Huh? Whoa, that's that's something I want to hear that, right? So starting with an accomplishment, again, is another way, really strong way to start a talk super strong. So by way of review, what are five ways that you can hook any audience right from the get go, we want to start strong, we want individuals to feel curious, confident and comfortable when they when they listen to us. You can use a quote, you can use a question, you can talk about a mistake, a movie, or tell a story about an accomplishment. And so here's the deal. Let me quickly kind of go over what I did not say, what probably what you should not do. You should not start with all this background information about things, you know, about facts and things that you have found out and that you you've researched and 
Whew, not to say you can't have any data statistics. That's not true at all. But you don't want to go so deep, so quickly, so fast. You don't want to do that. Think about your introduction as, you know, when you're on Netflix and they have the, when you're like clicking through like, okay, well, what do I want to watch? And it might be just a sentence or two and it'll tell you what the movie or the TV show is about. And the, the purpose of that is to draw you in. So you'll click play. I want you to think about your introduction just that way. It's a vehicle to draw your audience in to where in their mind, they're going to want to click play. They're going to want to be like, okay, well, let me see a little bit more about what this is about. So it's giving them a taste of the subject matter. It's giving them a taste of where we're going to go. It's creating some sort of of interest for them to incline their ear to you. That's what we want to do. Okay. We don't want to give history lessons. We don't want to bury the point. Right. We want to give them that teaser. And then, like I said last week, we want to give them the map so that they know exactly where we're going to go. All right. So next time you got to prepare a talk and maybe you're looking at a blank sheet of paper, child. You're like, well, well, what are we going to talk about on today? I want you to think about these five techniques that we've talked about. And I really feel that if you implement them, you are going to have the makings of a really strong presentation. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.